听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。Things change, and friends leave. Life doesn't stop for anybody. Stephen Chomsky. 事情会变，朋友会走，但生活不会因为任何人而停下脚步。斯蒂芬·卓博斯基。斯蒂芬·卓博斯基于1970年出生于美国宾夕法尼亚州的匹兹堡，美国导演、编剧、制作人和演员。1995年，他执导了个人首部电影《无处不在的四个角落》，该片入围第十一届圣丹斯电影节评审团大奖剧情片奖。2000年，他担任剧情电影《Brutally Normal》的编剧。2005年，由他担任编剧的爱情电影《吉屋出租》上映。2007年，他主演犯罪电影《波基普西录像带》，并担任该片的制作人。2012年，自编自导了剧情电影《壁花少年》，该片获得第28届美国独立精神奖最佳处女作奖。2017年，自编自导儿童家庭电影《奇迹男孩》。该片入围第二十三届美国评论家选择电影奖最佳改编剧本奖。Things change, and friends leave. Life doesn't stop for anybody. Stephen Chomsky. 事情会变，朋友会走。但生活不会因为任何人而停下脚步。斯蒂芬·卓博斯基。闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day. Beginning, by John O'Donohue. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire. 
Feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the grey promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world.新的开始，约翰·奥多诺。在心脏的偏僻处，在你的思想从未想过游荡的地方。这个开端已经悄然形成。等待，直到你准备好出现。很长一段时间以来，他一直关注着你的欲望，感觉到你内心的空虚，注
我们刚才听到的这首诗歌《For a New Beginning》，为一个新的开始，出自爱尔兰诗人约翰·奥多诺。英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵。约翰·奥多诺出生于1956年 ，2008 年去世。爱尔兰诗人、作家、牧师和黑格利安哲学家。许多人视其为同时代最具魅力、最具启发性的作家之一。奥多诺是土生土长的爱尔兰人，出生于克莱尔郡。1977年，他获得了梅努斯圣帕特里克学院的英文和哲学学士学位。1980年，获得了该校的神学学位。1990年，他获得了德国蒂宾根大学哲理神学的博士学位。他撰写过多部重要作品。其中包括两部诗集《记忆的回声》和《纳马拉兰》，国际畅销书《灵魂之友》《永恒的回声》和《神圣之美》。他的最后一部作品《赞美诗》于2007年出版，好评如潮。Beginning, by John O'Donohue. In out of the way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire. Feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown, it watched you play with the seduction of safety and the grey promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise. And relent, wondered, would you always live like this? Then, the delight, when your courage kindled, and out you stepped onto new ground. Your eyes, young again, with energy and dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning, that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world.
们就不知道什么是我们精神和情感的寄托。但我们一旦便利了世界，却发现我们再也无法回到那美好的地方去了。当我们开始寻求，我们就已经失去；而我们不开始寻求，我们根本无法知道自己身边的一切是如此可贵。这段话出自法国作家安托万·德胜·埃克苏佩里的经典之作《小王子》。我是轻松调频主持人小斐，和轻松调频一起在阅读中感受生活之美。Easy FM, we are the difference. More to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 林威是杭州师范大学外国语学院翻译研究所的特聘教授，在澳大利亚获学士、硕士和博士学位，曾任教任职于中国外文局、澳大利亚塔斯马尼亚大学等，并赴美国、欧洲和日本等地大学任教和讲学，主要从事汉英翻译教学与研究，经常自写自译，有多部著作和译作出版。那么，在今天的节目中呢，我就为大家选读一篇由林威所写的文章，《语言与社会身份》（Language and Social Identity）。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读。《语言与社会身份》（Language and Social Identity）。一个人的语言与其在社会中的身份其实密不可分。记得我在澳大利亚生活时。一位邻居要竞选议员，他便每天早上起来练习发音，以令自己的讲话让人听起来悦耳有身份。A person's language and social identity are in fact an inseparable entity. When I was in Australia, as I can recall, my neighbour practised his speaking every morning, making it both pleasant and a privilege to hear for the purpose of getting into Parliament. 的确，语言是一个人社会身份的标志，特别是在多民族、多元文化的社会里。所谓身份，也是一种知识结构，表明你来自那个社会群体的文化背景、知识程度，甚至地理位置等。Language is indeed a marker of social identity, especially in a multi-ethnic and multicultural society. The so-called identity may also be considered as a knowledge structure, identifying cultural background, knowledge level, or even the geographical location of the social group the person belongs to. 语言会影响对于相应文化的认知。例如，有人调查发现，对于讲双语的中国人，在用中文问到其关于文化观念等问题时。他们的回答显然比用英文问他们此类问题时显示出更多的中国人的做派。有意思的是，当讲广东话的港澳人被用普通话问到关于中国的文化、信仰等问题时，他们的反应往往比听到用广东话问到此类问题时的回答更接近西方人的表述。Language may also affect our perception of the cultures we're involved with. For instance, an investigation reveals 
that bilingual Chinese responded well to questionnaires, tapping issues of cultural values in a more Chinese manner when the items were presented in Chinese than when they were presented in English. Interestingly, when receiving instructions in Mandarin, the Cantonese-speaking Hong Kong and Macau natives responded to questions regarding traditional Chinese culture and beliefs in a more Western-like approach. Compared to their responses when surveyed in Cantonese, 其实对于学习外语的华人来讲，大部分的还不是真正意义上的所谓双语人，而是双语使用者。后者是在语言与表达层次，而前者则是思维与生活习性。但是，这个过程并不是静止的，而是可以转换的。Most foreign language learners of Chinese would not be considered bilingual in the truest sense; they would be deemed only to be the diglossic. In a way, they are merely practicing their skills at basic linguistic and expressive levels. True bilinguals, on the other hand, have already merged themselves into the two languages in terms of thinking and a way of life. The two processes, however, have never stalled and are consistent in their continued transformation. So, language learners are learning is actually a social relationship, a relationship that he understands across dimensions. We're actually engaged in nurturing a relationship with the social world, and deciding how that relationship is constructed across the limitless context of time and space we understand. The issue of social identity, which is more multiple and subject to change, is therefore one the language learners have to deal with no less than the linguistic identity. Research 而是随着社会环境和讲话对象而变化的。一般来讲，个人讲话有一种趋同的倾向，即随大六；但有时也会有趋异倾向，即显示自己的特征。譬如回到北京时，我的北京腔自觉就浓了很多；而我的英国朋友在澳大利亚时，其英国腔保持的格外明显。Research has also revealed that a person's style of spoken language is not merely composed of fixed elements of an individual's language use. It varies depending on the social setting and the conversational ways of the interlocutor. People's speech styles generally tend to converge, becoming more like that of their peers or conversation partners. Although sometimes they diverge, showing their prominence deliberately. I myself, as a native of Beijing, find that whenever I return to my home city, my native accent just naturally restores itself. A friend of mine, native British, when he was in Australia, as I observed, had an especially reserved speech manner, prompting his Englishness, whether consciously or subconsciously. 人们对于异国文化的适应程度与对其母语的关系，有着积极与消极的两面性，因人而异。
，有的人在积极投入其他主流文化的同时，有意削弱自己的母语能力；有的人反而更加强突出了这方面，认为是一种优势。An individual's acculturation may also impact their native language shift with positive and negative consequences, depending on the person who may opt for a different approach. While actively participating in the mainstream culture, some may intentionally diminish their native language competence. Others may strengthen the ability as one of their advantages. 一般来讲，若某一社会群体所讲所用的语言是为社会所尊敬的那一种，如在英国，以女王为代表的贵族所讲的语言，会有更高的社会优越感。而其成员也会有意显示出与众不同，以保持其正面的群体特性。当然，也难免会有他人向这一群体的讲话方式靠拢。Generally speaking, a social group will gain a higher prestigious social status if its members communicate through and use a respected language that has wide public appeal. Such as the language used by the aristocrats in England, most notably by the Queen. The members of social circles are also willing to display their divergence to maintain positive group distinctiveness. Surely, some others may also intend to associate themselves with the speaking style of this privileged group as well. 一个人的语言还可成为他人对其进行评判的对象。据研究。可以从中判断出其社会地位、教育程度、善良与否、智力、能力，甚至财富等。A person's language may also become an evaluative subject with which perceivers can infer his or her social status, educational background, benevolence, intelligence, ability, or even wealth, and so on, as certain research has suggested. 可见。语言对个人之意义。如果说服装是人的形体修饰，那么语言便是人的综合价值的外在体现。所以，语言就不应当被视为仅仅是一种工具，而更应是一种素质。All in all, the implications of one's language can be seen as the manifestation of an individual's inner comprehensive values, in the same way the clothes adorn the body. Language to a person, therefore, ought never to be seen as merely a tool, as it has always been perceived, but more importantly, as a necessary quality. Language and social identity, by Lin Wei. A person's language and social identity are, in fact, an inseparable entity. When I was in Australia, as I can recall, my neighbour practised his speaking every morning, making it both pleasant and a privilege to hear, for the purpose of getting into Parliament. Language is indeed a marker of social identity. Especially in a multi-ethnic and multicultural society, the so-called identity may also be considered as a knowledge structure, identifying cultural background, 
knowledge level, or even the geographical location of the social group the person belongs to. Language may also affect our perception of the cultures we are involved with. For instance, an investigation reveals that bilingual Chinese responded well to questionnaires tapping issues of cultural values in a more Chinese manner when the items were presented in Chinese than when they were presented in English. Interestingly, when receiving instructions in Mandarin, the Cantonese-speaking Hong Kong and Macau natives responded to questions regarding traditional Chinese culture and beliefs in a more Western-like approach compared to their responses when surveyed in Cantonese. Most foreign language learners of Chinese would not be considered bilingual in the truest sense. They would be deemed only to be the diglossic. In a way, they are merely practicing their skills at basic linguistic and expressive levels. True bilinguals, on the other hand, have already merged themselves into the two languages in terms of thinking and a way of life. The two processes, however, have never stalled and are consistent in their continued transformation. When learning a language, we are actually engaged in nurturing a relationship with the social world and deciding how that relationship is constructed across the limitless context of time and space we understand. The issue of social identity, which is more multiple and subject to change, is therefore one the language learners have to deal with no less than the linguistic identity. Research has also revealed that a person's style of spoken language is not merely composed of fixed elements of an individual's language use. It varies depending on the social setting and the conversational ways of the interlocutor. People's speech styles generally tend to converge, becoming more like that of their peers or conversation partners. Although sometimes they diverge, showing their prominence deliberately. I myself, as a native of Beijing, find that whenever I return to my home city, my native accent just naturally restores itself. A friend of mine, native British, when he was in Australia, as I observed, had an especially reserved speech manner prompting his Englishness, whether consciously or subconsciously. An individual's acculturation may also impact their native language shift with positive and negative consequences depending on the person who may opt for a different approach. While actively participating in the mainstream culture, some may intentionally diminish their native language competence. Others may strengthen the ability as one of their advantages. Generally speaking, a social group will gain a higher prestigious social status if its members communicate through and use a respected language that has wide public appeal, such as the language used by the aristocrats in England, most notably by the Queen. The members of social circles are also willing to display their divergence to maintain positive group distinctiveness. Surely, some others may also intend to associate themselves with the speaking style of this privileged group as well. A person's language may also become an evaluative subject with which perceivers can infer his or her social status, educational background, benevolence, intelligence, ability, or even wealth and so on, as certain research has suggested. All in all, 
the implications of one's language can be seen as the manifestation of an individual's inner comprehensive values in the same way the clothes adorn the body. Language to a person, therefore, ought never to be seen as merely a tool, as it has always been perceived, but more importantly, as a necessary quality. Thank you. 我是沈听，我们明天见。